You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. from Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. If you'd like to stand with me for the reading of God's holy word. Praise God. Jesus said the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and he sleeps, he rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the grain in the ear. But when the harvest is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. I want to speak on this subject, the miraculous seed. The miraculous seed. See, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing, the way you've spoken to our hearts. Put this thought, this truth, the word of God that is mighty and powerful and living and eternal. We pray that you would do it tonight according to your will. Speak to your people. Let our hearts be in tune with your spirit. May our hearts be open to receive. The word of God. I pray in Jesus' name for the glory of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus said that the sower doesn't understand all of the details concerning the sowing of seed and then the reaping of a great harvest. He simply plants and waters and he is a good steward of what God has provided. And then there's grain. There's a product for us to consume in our natural life. Of course, Jesus wasn't talking specifically about natural seed here. If you read many of his parables and stories, he was talking about the wonderful word of God that is alive and powerful and able to do great things in our lives. And as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. We don't understand everything spiritual that uh, God, all the details of God's word and how it works and Even the great transformation that has taken place in our lives, sometimes you can't explain it with words what God is doing because it's of a spiritual nature. So it is. Scientists don't understand how that a seed can be dormant for many years and under the right conditions, it will germinate and grow a perfectly healthy plant. Everything that is needed for that plant to thrive and grow and reproduce multiple, multiple, multiple times is in that little seed. And with the right conditions, it can happen. I saw some time ago an article that was uh, showed a picture of a tree of a palm date tree in Israel. They found seeds in Masada, that's that fortified hill. More than 2,000 years ago, those seeds were put in a jar on the top of that mountain recently discovered 
and they wondered, is it possible that these seeds that we have discovered that are 2,000 years old, are they still able to produce life? And they have planted those seeds, and you can look it up online, and you will see that there is a healthy tree, and it's become quite famous because as far as they know, it's the oldest seed that has germinated and brought forth a beautiful plant. I'm saying to you today that there is another seed that is more than 2,000 years old and it's more powerful than a date palm tree seed. I'm saying to you today that the Word of God is exceedingly powerful that it is incorruptible, that it is immutable. I'm saying to you that it's indestructible. I'm saying to you today that every word of God that has ever gone forth from the mouth of God is going to come to pass and nothing is going to be able to stop it. I'm saying to you today that you have within you the ability to do the miraculous because the word of God is miraculous in in your life. Has anybody experienced that here tonight? It is true. God is able to do mighty and magnificent things, not because of our goodness or our ability. We may do a little cultivating. We may do a little fertilizing. We may do a little watering and caring, but the miracle is in the seed. The miracle is in the Word of God. And if you're a believer in the Word of God, if you open your Bible and the Holy Spirit anoints and quickens that Word to your heart, there are possibilities there that no man can estimate. I'm saying to you today that God is able to do exceeding and abundantly according to the word of God that he's put within us. He's able to do that. Many examples of what I'm saying to you. Abraham is one example. The Bible talks about the seed of Abraham, that it would become great in number, descendants, like the stars of heaven and counting like the sea sore sand. And there you have it. You have an example of what I'm preach, uh, preaching to you tonight. God has made a promise to a man. And that promise has come to pass. Now we realize that uh, there, there was uh, years that passed and nothing was uh, no fruit from that promise of God. It required a miracle. But isn't that what God does? He gives us a promise. It looks as if it's impossible. And God does that because what God wants us to know that it is His ability that's going to accomplish the task. I thank God for people with vision like your pastor and others that are a part of our fellowship. In your missions conference, you're going to hear vision. Big vision. This vision is so big to evangelize the world that it's impossible for us to accomplish except we expect the divine intervention of God because it's in the word of God it's in the seed of God's holy word and so from the loins of Abraham came a nation it seemed to be impossible you read your Old Testament and you will see that through their disobedience, that nation was wiped out. They were scattered to the far corners of the earth. But God made a promise. When we speak of the seed of Abraham, we're not talking about just natural descendants. We are talking about the seed of God's Word, the promise of God that was given to a man. And it really doesn't matter what the kings of the earth decide. 
prophesy God said there was going to be a nation of Israel and you can look at your map today and travel there and visit if you wish I'm saying to you today that there is a miracle in the word of God and mankind cannot stop the will of God being performed in this earth I get rather excited when I think about what we're a part of. You know, the Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away. All the kingdoms of this earth are going to come to nothing except the kingdom of God. Why? Because the kingdom of God is based upon the word of God. God has planted a seed in this world that's going to bring forth a kingdom. And that kingdom is going to last forever. And you have that same word in your life tonight. You can expect a miracle from what you believed even in this morning service because the word of God is powerful it's miraculous and it'll bring forth exactly what it was intended to bring forth the year that my family arrived in Pakistan was 1979 that was a year of the Islamic revolution next door in the country of Iran I read an article recently that uh, just caused me to rejoice now you would think because of the radical Muslims that dismissed all missionaries from that country, that the work of God would die in that country. I mean, after all, doesn't the work of God thriving depend upon a missionary being there? The answer to that question is not entirely. What is needed, of course, is that somebody to go there and plant some seed. But after the seed is planted, now there's a miracle at work in that country. And that's the case in Iran. The article I read said there have been more conversions to Christianity in Iran in the last 40 years since the revolution than the 1400 years previous to that. I'm saying to you today that there is something miraculous that is happening all the world. It's not just Iran where that testimony can be spoken of today. You could go to the country of China in World War II when that was over and the revolution kicked out all of the missionaries. Was that the end of God's work in China? Absolutely not. Why? Because the seed had already been planted and God has brought forth a harvest in that country probably no one knows exactly how many have been converted in that nation and here's the good news you know when there's not a, a lot of foreign influence with uh, doctrines and teachings of traditional Christianity and then somebody gets a word of the Lord into their hands and they begin to read that divine inspired holy powerful word it does a work in their life just like it did in our early father's life and they see the true identity of Jesus Christ and they begin to believe in Jesus name baptism and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's in the seed. It's in the word and it is miraculous. I've got an idea in my mind tonight that there's a city that can be turned back to God. I've got a thought in my mind tonight that as you leave this place and you are faithful in your prayers and in the scattering of the seed of God's word that there's going to be a miracle happen in people's lives all over this city. I believe what I'm preaching tonight. I believe believe that Jesus Christ is able to do exceeding and abundant above all things. It's a miraculous seed. 
It's the Word of God. It's the same Word of God that caused the earth to be created in the first place. It's the same Word of God that became flesh and dwelt among us and provided our salvation and rose again on the third day. I'm saying to somebody here tonight that you need to believe the Word of God because everything you'll ever need is in that Word of God. And it's miraculous. It'll do what's needed to be done. You ever heard of Tony Mancino? He made this statement. He said, some folks mistake all there is for what all they see. This is, this is amazing. They think just because they don't see something that it doesn't exist. Well, that's not true. There's lots of things. You know, we live in two worlds, don't we? We sure do. We live in the natural world. That's the things you see and taste and touch and feel and all of that. But there's another world. You have entered into that other world. You remember the day when you were baptized with the Holy Spirit and there was a new birth took place in your life and that which was dead has become alive and now you walk in the Spirit and you live in the Spirit and you experience the fruit of the Spirit and you operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Now that's a whole other world. That's all possible because of the Word of God that has come into our lives. It is miraculous. There's a whole lot more than what you can see with the natural eye. And so I think we ought to sow the seed with faith. I think we ought to give our tears before the Lord so that they can be harvested and God will bring forth that in abundance that we need and what we desire. I believe that's going to happen. You ever had some... Tough, stubborn, unruly areas of your life that had trouble submitting to God. Don't raise your hand. Anybody sitting in the room today and you're having trouble with your flesh? Nah, see, nobody's raising their hand. That's okay. Because we all experience that. I tell you, there is an answer. I remember some years ago I was trying to plant trying to grow some grass at my home. Edwin Judd was the missions secretary, and he, I had a talk with him one day. He could drive by his home, and it was all lush green. It was so beautiful and dark. So uh, I looked, went to him for some advice. He said, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm fighting weeds like crazy. <laughs> he laughed. He said, you can't grow a grass on your lawn by killing weeds. you got to plant seeds. Well, I plant seed five years ago. No, no, no. You have to plant seed every year over and over and over. Is anybody getting an idea what I'm talking about here today? Is there any victorious Christians in the house today? You know that if you will submit your flesh to the powerful Word of God, guess who's going to win? There is a power in God's Word that will set you free. It's miraculous. And so it is that we can all live in victory. We can all overcome our weaknesses because there is somebody that's in us who is greater than the weakness that we possess. Is there anybody in the house that agrees here today? You could say amen that Jesus Christ is greater. His word is stronger than any enemy that I would have within my soul. This is powerful. We need to apply this to our lives. My grandparents were converted in Elmsville, New Brunswick. 
under the ministry of Wind Stairs back in 1932. They moved to McAdam shortly after that and were part of the founding of the church in McAdam. And I thank God for my grandparents. They were a wonderful example. What a, what a wonderful team they were. My grandfather was a man of the word. If you ever walked into his home, you'd see an open Bible. If you were there first thing in the morning, you'd see him into his Bible. In fact, he was studying Bible correspondence courses past 80 years old. He was a man of the Word. He was able to live in victory because of the power of the Word that he ingested. I am speaking to somebody here tonight. You've been fumbling and stumbling and walking in weakness, and God's just given you the answer. If you will feed your soul with that miraculous Word of God, it will bring victory into your life. It will also give you something to say to your neighbor. It will give you instructions on how to help somebody that's new find their way to living the victorious life. I speak to you tonight about the miraculous seed, the word of God. That was my grandfather. My grandmother, she was big in the spirit. I didn't know of anybody else in my life that was quite like grandmother, Lydia. She was a, a woman that was walking in the spirit all the time. If you got close to her, you'd hear her speaking in tongues. I remember one time we made a trip from New Brunswick to Ontario. Anybody ever done that? And all of that eight, nine hundred miles, whatever it was, she was sitting in the back seat. And uh, every time you looked at her, she had her eyes closed. She was singing songs. She was talking in tongues. She was an intercessor. Here's my point. They had ten kids. Ten children. And, of course, they were introduced to the faith when they were young. But as life progressed, they walked away from God. Nearly all of them walked away from God. But grandmother and grandfather were people of the Word and people of the Spirit. And they would pray. Here's a good idea. When you pray, pray the Word. Now that's powerful. Because that is miraculous. Because what you're saying, you're reminding God of that glorious Word. Oh, God help me tonight to speak into somebody's desperate situation. And so they prayed for their kids. When my grandfather and grandmother passed away, four of those ten had come back to the Lord and were living a victorious life. But today, two of them are still living and all the others have passed away. Every one of them returned to the Lord and give God the glory for it. I'm saying to you today that the Word of God that you plant in the hearts of your children and in your grandchildren is miraculous. Don't you get discouraged by what you see with a natural eye because under the surface there's a miracle taking place. It is an eternal Word of God. It is a powerful Word of God. And so we water it and we we create an environment where germination can take place. Not condemnation, germination. You got the idea here, don't you? We're going to pour on the love of God like He does to us. We're going to forgive like He does to us. And God's going to do His divine miracle in their lives. It's the miraculous Word of God. And so we will continue to speak it, continue to teach it, continue to do it. I was reminded as I was preparing this message of recent years at New Life in St. Louis where we pastored. Uh, 
It just seemed that we believed this. God gave us promises. I expect this church has had a few prophetic words. I'm telling you, if that came from God, you can count on it. It is going to happen. One of the prophetic words we received was that there was going to be a line of cars from our front door right out onto the street, the main road, that the place was going to be so full that we'd have to have multiple services. Well, I think we're on the way to that. i tell you what I have seen. Like every church, I would expect this church also. How many seeds of God's eternal miraculous word have been sown over the history of this church? And you may be wondering, where are all of those people? Well, I'm telling you today, there's something going on in their lives right now. That's why you're called to prayer. That's why you're called to reach. That's why you're called to love, because God's at work, and we're going to create an atmosphere. Dear God, help us. There's going to be people so messed up when they return to the house of God. There's going to have to be lots of saints of God that have got the patience of Job and the wisdom of Solomon to get them right and walking with God, right? But is there anybody here committed to that? You believe that. You know that is true. Tonight, you don't see any signs of life, but underneath there's a miracle taking place in their lives. God is at work. That word has not died. That word has not disappeared. That word has not been rendered ineffective. I'm saying to you today that there is a miraculous, powerful work of God going on in their life. It's a miracle. You don't understand it. I don't understand it. But it's happening, and I thank God for it. Generation after generation, it's taking place. And God is doing a miraculous work in the lives of men and women. I believe it. I see it happening everywhere. And so there's a resurgence in the church in St. Louis of people. When they come back to God, there's, there's others in the church that rush to them. Perhaps they've even been part of their restoration. John was away from God for 30 years. He grew up in an apostolic home, but when he became 18, 20 years old, he joined the Rangers and became part of the military for many years. And during those years away from God, John became an alcoholic. But he was in touch with a woman, a friend of his in our church, and uh, she continued to pray for him and encourage him. And I remember, I remember it well. I'm just giving you an example of what happened. John came, and he sat on the my right-hand side about six benches back from the front. I didn't know, didn't know who he was. And that morning, I preached a message and gave my text about the love of God. He came to me after service, big tears in his eyes. He says, I know God's reaching for me. Because early this morning, I opened my Bible and read your text. Now, who can orchestrate that? You think that's coincidence? Oh, my brother, my sister, God is interested in people being restored. God's interested in that seed that was planted 30 years before germinating and bringing forth a healthy spiritual life. John struggled with his alcoholism. One day he took medication with alcohol. They had to rush him to the hospital. He was in a coma for nine days. 
It was a desperate situation. We had promises from God, but it sure didn't look good. This man was on death's door. You know what it's like. You've been in the intensive care unit with every, all the pumps going on and the face mask and tubes running everywhere. My God, what's happened to John? He's not going to make it. The doctor said if he ever comes out of this, he's going to be in a vegetative state for the rest of his life. But we had a promise from God. There was a word planted in John's life that had not yet come to fruition. I'm saying to you today, there's a miracle waiting to happen. I'm saying there's a word of God that's going to germinate in somebody's life in the middle of their tragedy. We look at things differently than God does. And so God sees the end from the beginning. We laid hands upon John in the hospital. We prayed for him. The church was called to prayer. One day, nine days later, he came out of his comatose situation. The doctor took a look at him and was amazed. A miracle had happened in his life. He did a little bit of therapy and then he went back to building fighter aircraft for Boeing. He's alive and well today. I'm telling you that there's a miracle going to happen because there's a word of God that's got everything in it for a healthy Christian life. And it's going to happen. And he's just one example. I could give you example from my wife's family. Examples from others. Perhaps you know God is at work in a miraculous, miraculous way. I believe that we're living in the Joshua generation. Let me explain what I mean. There's a new generation that has raised up in our fellowship. I was there at the last Youth Congress in St. Louis at the Astrodome. More than 37,000 youth, including me. It, it was amazing what God did in that meeting. Powerful word, prophetic. Young people loving God. These are teenagers and young adults. There are people thinking it's over. It's not over. We haven't seen the best yet. I'm speaking to you that I believe what I'm saying. That God is going to raise up a Joshua generation. Give us the land. We're going to cross the Jordan. And God's going to give us all of our promises. We're not leaving anything undone. We're going to conquer the whole territory. I believe there's a revival coming like that. And God's going to give it to us. I believe it. Because there's words for generations. Here across New Brunswick. There have been generations. Generations that the word has been planted in every village you can imagine across this great province. And God's about to bring forth a miracle, a harvest like we've never seen. Is there anybody will believe the word of God today? This inspires me. That's old folks are supposed to be home in a lazy boy. But we can't do that because there's an eternal word in our heart. God is not finished. I'm saying whether you're young or whether you're elderly, there is a powerful work of the word in your life today. And it'll turn the world upside down. It'll save somebody's soul. It'll deliver somebody from their addictions. It's powerful. Get this word, this seed in your heart. And then share it with others and God is going to do a miraculous work. 
when we compare today with the days of the early church, the first church, the Pentecost Day church, I think there's a lot of comparisons. The Bible speaks about the world becoming more wicked and more wicked. But it also says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. I'll tell you, God, does anybody believe with me this evening that God's going to be the winner? Do you believe with me today that it's not all down the tubes? I'm saying to you today, there is a restoration that is going to come to the world that God has orchestrated. God has prophesied and the word has been scattered. I'm looking across the great valley of dry bones. What was the answer to the dry bones? Anybody with me tonight? I believe you are. What was the answer to those dry bones? You look around you and say, can it get any worse? I'm saying to you, open your mouth and prophesy. I'm saying to you today, let the word of God and the promises of God loose upon that dead situation. And there's going to be some bones come together and somebody's going to be resurrected. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word, it's miraculous, and it's powerful. I thank you for it. So all of those conditions that were arrayed against that first church, you could say that they were arrayed against us today. There was a time when it was, it was okay to be a good Christian. But today, if that's the case, uh, we are ridiculed and sidelined. And, you know, even government passes laws so we can't do what we want to do freely. And do you ever feel intimidated by the things that are pushed on us to push us down, keep us quiet? Yeah, we feel that. Is there an answer to that? Yes, there is. I'm saying to you today that there is a powerful word of God that is more powerful, has more authority than any authority of any government anywhere in the world. I'm saying to you today that the King of Kings reigns in our heart. I'm saying to you today that His Word is the last Word. I'm saying to you today that there's authority in the powerful Word of God to take care of anything that would come against His church. Has the church ever been defeated when it had stood upon the promises of God? Has the church ever been defeated when we walk in the Spirit and exercise the gifts of the Spirit? Has the church ever been defeated when the people of God stand upon the promises of God? The answer to that is no, 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 no. I'm saying to you tonight that there's a powerful work of restoration coming upon this world. We're going to be right in the middle of it. Would you stand together with me? I'm going to conclude this by reading from Psalm 26, 126. Praise God. Those who sow in tears shall doubtless reap. They shall bring in harvest with shouts of joy. He goes out weeping, bearing breasts of seed for sowing. She'll come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Doubtless, it shall happen. I thank God for what he's doing in our world today. We have become partakers of God's divine nature through his divine word. 
we have within us, we have ingested incorruptible seed. As the Bible says, certified. Certified by God. Proclaimed by God. Given to us by God. To share with our world. I think what inspires us most is the certainty of our conviction. That the word of God, we speak to that hurting soul. The one that we comfort, we believe the comforter will come and give them strength and encouragement. When we speak the word of God into a troubled home, we believe in the eternal promises of God to bring peace into that situation. We believe this. When we some, see someone and work with someone, who's addicted. It really doesn't matter what kind of addiction. There is a power in the Word of God to set them free. Healings and miracles take place at the Word of God when it's mixed with faith. It's powerful. It's eternal. I believe that there's a generation going to be let loose. They're going to be fearless. They won't be intimidated. They're believing what Jesus spoke. And they're going to share it. I believe the only thing between us and a greater revival is more seed. I believe that because the Word is powerful. And it's able to do everything that it was sent forth accomplish so here we are I don't think it's so much that God has given a mission to the church but God has a church for the mission believe this we are his people Amos prophesied that in the last days the plowman would overtake the reaper is upsetting the normal way because this is the power of God to do the miraculous things in our world today. <laughs> Praise God. I'm excited all over more than anywhere else. I'm telling you tonight that God is at work in our world. I'm telling you that when He comes, He's coming for a church that is glorious. That is spotless. That is powerful. That's in the harvest field with the plowman catching up to the sower. I believe that God's going to give us revival like we've never. Because of all of the seed that has been sown. Every one of them. Miraculous. Praise God. You're rejoicing with me tonight. We're living in a great time. Oh yeah, there's clearness between the people of the light and the people of darkness isn't that what we want don't we want the distinction don't we want to be identified as the people of God when somebody's got a problem somebody's got a bondage somebody's got things in their life they can't handle they know where to come to praise God we've got that eternal word of God the miraculous seed of God's Want to sing a chorus? Is there anybody who wants to join me tonight?
just for a few moments, perhaps we could just think about what God has spoken into our spirit right here tonight. Perhaps we'd like to take a moment to meditate upon it because God wants to use you to further His kingdom. He wants to use you to touch somebody's life. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.